0: Empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life. And we do two episodes a week. So please make sure you're tuning in for both. We do a mini sode and we do a full length interview with rock star, badass women doing some amazing, amazing things. So this is all about our mini sode right, Andresa? So we like to get to it as quickly as we can. Exactly. It's just like,
1: you know, when you're cooking jelly,
0: <laughs>
1: bad example because I don't
0: cook. Cooking the- jelly. All right. I got a visual. Cooking jelly. <laughs> and you reduce. This is it. This is what the Minnesota is all about. So, if you're cooking jelly and you got to reduce, reduce it. It doesn't matter what you're cooking, right? I love you, Aunt I really do. They get reduced, don't they? Like, I yes, think they, they do. do right? So, and that's all, all right. they needed to know.
2: <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. Okie dokie. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about building out-of-state teams with confidence. Uh, it can be really scary. I don't need to tell uh, all of you wonderful women listening, and men, because we know men like our show too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. spread the good word about our podcast. But we know uh, how scary and overwhelming it can be, uh, investing out-of-state. I've done it. And uh, and it can be really overwhelming because you just can't control things the way you normally would control if everything's in your backyard. Let me just give you a quick context for those who uh, are new to to learning about me and you, Andressa, my husband and I invested for 10 years locally. we would we had a rule we would never invest out of 30 minute radius of our home. And that was a hard fast rule. and then we broke that rule and went an hour and a half away from our home and then we broke that rule multiple times since uh, investing out of state in various markets in the southeast because it just made sense to do that for our business and our investing. So as I give you these tips, this is kind of firsthand of what we did and, and things we did well and things we could have done differently. So number one, there's three things I want you to take away from this episode. And with all of our mini sodes, we always encourage you to take one action as a result. Because anything you listen to, any any content you consume, we want you to be entertained. We want this to be easy to listen to. But but, but the other thing Andres and I have, we stand for all of you is to take action. One thing. Just, we always say move the needle forward. It's not like, you know, write a book in a day, but start writing. Take a half hour to write your ideas down. I'm giving you an example of something to come. Very exciting. But anyway, building an out-of-state team. So let's get to the three buckets. Number one is your core team. Number two is just general team kind of members. And then number three is you and and some skill sets you need to have. So I'm going to go through each of those things. Building an out-of-state team, I would say core team because If you have a partner, that's your core team, right? You're talking to them multiple times a week or once a week. They're your kind of core, right? That's not like this accountant necessarily, although an accountant is an important team member, but it's like your core team. And really, when you think about it, building building out-of-state deals is- are one of you, or do you have a team member focus on finding deals? That becomes really important. <laughs> if you're not local, even if you're local, acquisition, if you will, fancy way of finding deals, it becomes an, a critical role, a critical action. Do you have people? Do you have a process? Do you have a system? Do you have something in place that's helping you source deals? Uh, Investor-friendly fr- agents could be a great resource you know, for that, right, Andressa? Indeed. But they don't come around saying
1: like, hey, I am an investor-friendly agent. Uh, So asking questions, if they invest, if they work with investors, and really getting
0: to know them from that standpoint is really critical. Yep, absolutely. So so finding deals is is an enormous kind of, if you call, focus. Whether, you know, and again, it's core team, it's also general team members, wholesalers, um, you know, the local property management companies. Are, are great at sourcing deals actually. We, we bought a property from our property management company that we're working with recently. Um, you don't think about that as a source. Um, you're that local attorney, that local accountant. Um, if they're well-connected, they know what's going on in the community. And uh, we bought a flip from our attorney, not from our attorney, but we heard about it from our attorney, I should say, (laughs) you know? So again, it's all creative ways, but do you have that local, if that's, if you're looking in um, Georgia, you're looking at Atlanta, you know, you're looking at Atlanta, do you have a local team? Have you built a local team and how do you do that? It starts with one rock star professional. And again, if that's a court team member or a general team member, you could you can determine that as you grow your team. But I want you to get you in that, I want to get you that in your consciousness because I think that helps with communication and staying in touch and all those sort of things. But regardless, finding deals and finding that that team member, that agent, if you will. Um, and if you're looking for 10 plus deals, then don't be talking to residential agents. You get to talk to commercial brokers. Make sure you're talking to the right people for the right sourcing of deals you're looking for. Again, number yes. one. Yeah.
1: I want to I wanna highlight what you're saying because I think that's the key to a lot of things like why do you think is important to find one rock star like focusing on finding that rock star person
0: like a stellar person not even like an average person or even a great person but if you find someone who's like stellar they are gonna have other people in their network that are stellar i think that's the biggest thing so it's like it's the easiest path right to getting that full team especially out of state because if you're talking to an agent who's eh they're going to have other eh, people in their circle. They're going to have the contractor. They're going to have that eh, uh, title company. But typically, if they're stellar, they don't associate with average people, typically. I could be wrong. But that's why finding that rock star, I mean rock star person, opens the gates of other people and other people that they know. Because they're putting their reputation online. If a stellar person gives you someone they're not going to just give you someone to give because they're going to, it's going to reflect back on them. They know that. So that's why it's in their best interest to give you great people because they feel like they're giving great service. they want them to give great service. So um, that's probably one of the biggest things you need to have as you're, as you're building that out of state team. but I want to talk through um, the next stage is that that structuring the deal. So financially, do you have to talk to those local a local bank creative creative financing uh, you know your private money lenders how are you going to stay in touch with them these are all team members to structure the deal and to get to closing title company typically comes from the agent but all things it all stems from that really great. Um, agent that could be helping you. So, so that structuring the deal is the other bucket that you're going to need team members for out of state. And sometimes they come from, you know, that one source and sometimes you may, may need to find them yourself. That's why we love our community. We selfishly love our community because we're building a global community that you can start to tap into the local meetup. Hey, who are you working with on, on title? Who are you working with as a local bank? I don't know a local bank in Atlanta, But I know who does because we have a meetup there. And the two ladies ladies that run the meetup there are rock stars, um, just like all of our meetup leaders. So I say that because we need to know who to ask and we need to know where to get them, you know, a trusted source. The other bucket is then the managing part. That is the biggest problem people have when they're investing out of state, is it the execution? Close the deal. That's the easy stuff. You close the signing papers. You take a picture. You send it to everybody. <laughs> Hooray! Well, yeah. Fair now the work check begins. on your social media. <laughs> yeah, put it on social media. But here's here's the deal. And you all, we all know this is when the work begins. And you're not physically there, so let's talk about that for a moment. Again, who is going to be managing your project? Who has a motivation to help you manage it? Who can you, on your team, can can you pay? Uh, how do you pay them? Can they be part of it? Could, could they be a partner with you on equity? Are you paying them a fee? Are you looking for more deals? Are you going to refer them to everyone? What's in it for them? They're just going to drive past your property every day because they have nothing else to do? No. So you have to build that relationship and you have to think about a win-win, especially from a contractor perspective, from a turning around perspective. You're buying like a gut renovation outside of your area. And it's like on a. if you've got an airplane to get to it, you better have someone who you trust and respect to keep an eye on it. And then how often do they keep an eye on it? If You're like, oh, just, you know, make sure you go by there. No specific, you know, measurements are all important during the management piece, which is a whole other topic. But the bottom line here, the key I want you to take away is who do you need who could be on your core team or just general team from a finding deal perspective? from a structuring the deal perspective, and then thirdly, uh, managing the project. If you think of those three buckets and you think about who I need to help me with that, and some of them can help you in all three buckets, then you're on the right path. Property management companies, great stellar agents, the um, stellar attorney who knows everyone, those kinds of people open up the gates to other contractors, title companies, and everyone else you may need. Lastly, it's all about you. If you are a poor communicator, if you are a poor relationship builder, if you're someone who's like, oh, I'll just set it and forget it kind of person, it's really hard to manage things outside of your area. This is going to take you to step up and say, okay, what is the communication you know, going to look like? How often do I need to communicate with these people? Because the last thing you want is to get frustrated and for something to go wrong and you're not there. So I, I just say that because it has a lot to do with us. And we don't often think that we blame the contractor who's, you know, in, in Atlanta that we're not, the, no, it's not their fault. It all starts with you. You have to take hundred percent responsibility, hate to tell you, but you have to look at yourself. If you're not ready to step up your communication game and your relationship building game and your leadership, then you may not be able to build out of state because it takes those skills. It takes that kind of like all on, all in, this is who I am and this is how I need to lead. And this is not working. Here's the repercussions. Let's figure it out or let's cut bait here. You got to move quickly. This is not like it's in your backyard and you Absolutely. don't want to. So, and I want to follow
1: up on the, on the who I want to talk about Sarah Weaver. She's been in 42 countries and build her portfolio out of state. So when you think about learning uh, all of those, right? there's so many pieces here and for a lot of people that are trying to figure out offstate investing by themselves it might be overwhelming um i am a big fan of learning from from people who already walk the walk and so you know sarah weaver is going to be running a pod which is a mentorship for six month mentorship pod on our investor community we open the doors for our membership twice a year So if you're not on our waiting list to know when we're doing that, please go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com slash membership to check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Please listen all over again to digest, take notes and move the needle forward. That's the goal. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com.